Hey everyone, I'm kind of on a roll because this is like my third podcast in a week maybe. I really feel like I should be spreading these out because sometimes I go on like a month long break. It's not really a break, I just I actually have like shit to do so it's, it's hard to call it a break when I'm doing stuff. Um, So maybe I should be spreading these out like, but I don't think I will. I'm probably going to upload this as soon as I finish it. Uh, the first thing I just wanted to talk about was universities and reading week. You know, when I first got to university, I saw reading week. I was like, okay, finally. You know, we I'm like, I'm taking four classes. I'm taking five classes. We get this week. I can catch up on work. And now what they do is like, they've completely ruined reading week. Reading week is a complete scam now. Because not only do you not get to just relax or catch up on work. I have, okay, so I have four classes. Three of them, three of them have assignments due as soon as reading week ends. So I'm not even reading during reading week. I'm doing assignments. Like, it's fucking crazy. So I just wanted to say, you know, reading weeks are a scam. Uh, other than that, like, my classes have been going pretty well, honestly. Uh, I'm in fourth-year classes, and... For the most part, they feel easier than, like, second year, like, second year, third year classes. Like, the, like the sem- like they do seminars now instead of lectures, where you just do the reading, you come to class, and, you know, for, like, an hour, an hour and a half, you just talk, like, you just talk what you found interesting, people debate. It's, it's, I, I, I like the experience a lot more this year than I have in the past. The only problem is one of my classes, oh my god, we had to do this response paper on two readings. And since it's an online course, you know, you have to get participation marks somehow. So she was like, hey, you know what, you guys have to do these response papers um, every month, two response papers every month on one of the readings. But the thing is, she gave like no real instructions at all. She just said, you know, whatever you find interesting, then when you write something you found interesting she just writes a bunch of notes on hey you know you should have done this this and this and yeah it's just it's just very infuriating because I joined like it got it got to the point where I got I think I got a C plus on the first one and I was upset because I don't want any C plus I want only like the worst the worst I want this year is a B plus uh at the end of the at the end of the grade like a C plus here and there, that doesn't impact your grade. I'm okay with as long as I'm getting like A's elsewhere on things that actually matter. So I got the C plus, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't do this. I gotta, I gotta start getting B pluses even on these." So I found a group chat. Like I, I, I hit up everyone in the in the forum, and I was like, "Hey, you know, is there a group chat for this? Is there?" And finally, someone hit me up. Like, yeah, there is a group chat. So I joined it. And everyone in the group chat is like, yo, she gave me the exact same notes. No one got, like, people were asking, like, I was, I got into the group chat and I was like, hey, did anyone get an A? And can I look at it? And no one answered. And then I'm scrolling in the group chat and people are asking, did anyone even get a C plus? Because that's how, like, awful the instruction for this response paper was. So I'm just, I'm still a little upset about that. Um, 
other than that like i think the classes are going pretty well hopefully you know if they're not going well i'm just gonna delete this entire podcast um because that would be very embarrassing to listen back to at some point um other than that do i want to talk about anything else uh i'm not really listening to any new music actually that's not true i'm not listening oh it's not true that it's not true i'm not listening to any new music I'm re-listening to artists that I already had music saved by. So, you know, recently I was going through all of Travis's um, discography, just, you know, making sure I still like these songs. Like, do I actually do I actually like these? Uh, some of them, and just re-listening to albums, you realize, hey, you know, this song that I didn't like at the time, oh, I actually like it now. Oh, this other song, it's, it's okay, but it's not great. Um... So that so that's just what I've been doing lately. Uh, what else? There hasn't really been much else going on in my life other than that. Ooh. Oh, actually, no. Um, I was at work and my car, the car battery died. But I didn't know it was a car battery at first. My car just would not turn on. So I was I was thinking, okay, I can get it towed to a mechanic. But it was like six in the morning. Uh, I would have had to wait there and whatnot. So what I did was, and if you if you look at towing uh, people, I feel like they're all scams. Like you can't trust towing people at all. So I was looking it up. Hey, you know what's the most reputable towing place or towing company near me? And everyone's like, no, just get CAA and just call them up. So I was like, oh, you know what? Okay, that that makes sense. You know the CAA. I think it's one hundred and twenty dollars per year. And you get 200 kilometers of towing. And then you also get, like, other shit, too. Like, hey, if you need a boost, you know, I can come by, boost it. If you need uh, uh, oil, like, you ran out of um, you ran out of gas, like, we can come by and help you. So I got CAA. And then, uh, like, 30 minutes later, I called them. Hey, can you come tow my car? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. But your membership doesn't kick in until the next day. So you still have to pay, like, uh, I think it was like 50% of the tow. Because they cover like, uh, I think it was like 15 kilometers or 10 kilometers. And then the rest you have to pay yourself. Uh, because I guess a lot of people do that where like uh, their car stops working or they need it to get towed. And they get CAA just for that. And they're like, for some reason they're like, no, we don't like. No, we're not doing. We're not accepting that. Um, we don't. We don't do business like that or whatever. So, I had to pay for CAA the one twenty, and then I also had to pay like seventy. No, it wasn't seventy. It's was probably like sixty dollars for the towing, which was fucking insane. And then I had to pay for the battery. No, then we got home, and the guy just um, he couldn't park in my driveway for some reason. Like. I guess he had to reverse park and he couldn't do it. So he got his battery out and he charged up the battery. And I was like, okay, why couldn't you have done that before? Like, cause I didn't know. Cause when I was at work, I didn't know it was a battery issue. He got there. He didn't even check. But then when we got to my driveway, he, like he, um, he gave it a boost and started working. I was like, fuck man, why couldn't you have done that before? Now I got to pay for the tone. You could have just charged it. I wouldn't I, I, actually, I guess it worked out because, if he had charged it, oh, actually no, that's not true because I already had CA. I was gonna say if he hadn't 
if he had charged it, I would not have gotten CA, but I already got CAA. Um, but yeah, now I have to get a... I still haven't gotten the car battery yet because, I don't know, I didn't want to... I don't want to take it to a mechanic, and one of my friends said he can just put it in for me. So, on this weekend, I'm going to get a battery, I'm going to have him do that. And uh, I, have an, I haven't... We have an extra car, too, so I've just been using that lately. Um... So yeah, I was very upset about that. That really ruined my mood. And the class, that one specific class is ruining my mood. The worst part about that class is the teacher is like extremely nice. So she's like extremely nice, but she just is a horrendous marker. She's just horrendous at giving directions. Um, so yeah, aside from that, I don't really have much else going on. So let's just get into... The over-unders for the... I want to say it's the South Eastern Conference. I, I think that's what it's called. It's the one with, like, Miami and them in them. Miami, Atlanta. Uh, who else? Yeah, Southeast Division. So, let's start with the... I guess the Wizards. So, the Wizards interestingly are at 33 and a half wins they won 34 last year which was almost 500 like pretty close to 500 and you know that was a i believe a 72 game season it's gonna be 82 so they're thinking they're about to be like eight nine games below 500 this year the wizards were 17th in offense 19th in defense but I don't think any of that matters because they were so dramatically different after uh, COVID and when Russ got healthy. Because if you look at, let me just, let me pull this up quickly. The first, let's say, where does this end? What the fuck? I'm trying to figure out where this, like, Russ streak starts. Uh... Yes, let's go up to there. So the first 24 games, Russ averaged 20 points, 10 and 10, but he was shooting 42% from the field. Not good, not very good at all. After that, after that, the last 41 games, he averaged 24, 13 and 13. Yes, 44, no, 24, 13 and 13. And he's taking five threes a game, making 33%, which, like, isn't great. But, like, isn't, like, horrendous or anything. He's shooting 45%. His free throws went up by 10. He was getting two offensive rebounds a game as well. So, like, when when he turned it on, the Wizards turned it on as well. Um, so, yeah, like, you have to look at them a little bit differently. So, they were probably, like, I would say a top 12-ish offense and, like, a top 15 defense. And this year, obviously, they lost. So what they lost was Russell Westbrook. He's gone. Uh, Thomas Bryant was gone for the season. So I think he's going to be coming back. They lost Ish Smith. He was a pretty big part. They lost Robin Lopez. Uh, Garrison Matthews. That was a pretty good... Uh, you know, he was, he was pretty good for them. And uh, I think they lost... Well, they didn't really have Wagner, Wagner at all. At all. From, like, their big rotation... I guess Alex Len, I think he's with Sacramento now. So, they haven't really lost a lot. They added Spencer Dinwiddie, KCP, Kuzma, Harrell. So, like, 
and uh, Aaron Holiday. So five like pretty nice, like pretty solid pieces. And I think if you add, like Russ is better than all of them. But I think if when you look at the combination of all five and what they can do for that rotation and the depth that they bring, because you look at just the like the players that are going to be playing for them, you have Beal, he's going to be playing for them. Rui is going to be playing for them. I think Thomas Bryant's coming back, so he's going to be playing for them. Bertans is going to be playing for them. There's four guys right there. Uh, Denny's going to be playing for them. Neto is going to be playing for them. Uh, Gafford's going to be playing for them. And then you're talking about Kuzma, Dinwiddie, um, Harrell, Holiday, and one more person I'm definitely forgetting. So you're talking about like, like 10, 11, 12 rotation players that are, that are going to be wanting minutes. So like they have a pretty they have pretty good depth, and uh, you know they have good shooting now. Um, you know I just wonder what their starting lineup is going to be because it's going to be Dinwiddie and um, Beal for sure, and Gafford I imagine. I think Gafford's going to be their uh, starting. S- oh, that's interesting. What the fuck? I thought he was their starting center anyways, but I guess they started Alex Len as like the token starter. My guess would be Gafford is going to be the starter. That's my guess. But I had no idea Gafford started zero games for that. I thought he started, like, most of them. But I forgot Alex Len, like, was their fake center. So, you know, whatever. Uh, my guess would be those three. And then I, I really wonder about who's going to be the three and the four. Because you have a lot of options there. You have, you know, KCP. Can he just do it? Because... He can guard a lot of threes. That's not really an issue. And, you know, he's a good defender. He can make threes. Is it going to be Kuzma? Kuzma has turned himself into a decent defender. And he can kind of make threes. He's not really a reliable three-point shooter. But he can kind of make threes. And um, who else? Because I think Rui's going to start for sure. So Rui's like their four. He's going to start for sure. They've invested him in, they're invested in him. They know what he brings. So it just depends on who else is going to be there with them. My guess would be KCP. That would be my guess, but I don't know. I really don't know. So you, my, I'm, I'm going to assume it's KCP. I'm going to say Spencer, Beal, KCP, Rui, Gafford. That's a pretty decent lineup. Um, Pretty decent. Like Rui like Rui's not a great shooter. Dinwiddie's not a great shooter. So you only have two actual shooters out there and Gafford doesn't shoot so that's going to be interesting maybe when Thomas Bryant is healthy he can come in because he can like he's a he's a legit good shooter uh so maybe when he comes back he could be the starter and you get more spacing that way because when you know uh Thomas was playing when Thomas is healthy he's usually been their starter the x factor for this team would be I don't I guess Denny I guess Denny, because I didn't even mention Denny with the small forward possibility. Like, he's 6'7", I think he's 6'8", actually. No, he's 6'9". So, he's 6'9", he's like a small forward, power forward. And, you know, I thought he had like a, for like a rookie, I thought he was fine. You know, you you don't really expect a lot out of rookies. So, you know, I thought he had a fine year. You know, per 36, he averaged 10 points, 8 rebounds. Two assists, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, the shooting was not good. But what he was good at, he showed, he showed a lot of touch around the rim. 
Like, if you look at his finishing in the rim, it was way above average. And he took a lot of shots in the paint. Not at the rim, but in the paint. And he made nearly 50% of them. So, like, that's, you know, very good touch around the rim. And, you know, if he can take a step up, if he's, like, a per 36 now, 15-point guy, you know, still the same rebounding, but, you know, doing a lot more with the passing. You know, he's a guy that could be doing a lot more pick and rolls. Like, you got great touch, pick and roll, get to the rim and, like, just float it up or, like, you know, pass it to the corners or whatever. So, I feel like he's going to be their X factor. The rookie that drafted this year, I don't think it's going to be him just because he's already old as fuck. Like, he stayed four years in college. He's uh, he's like a comrade in and play, but, like, your ceiling isn't as high. So, he's he's a great shooter. He made like forty percent of forty percent of his forty forty to forty four percent of his threes his last three years in college. Uh six seven. You know, tries on defense but isn't a good defender. He's one of those. Um so he's gonna be in the rotation, I imagine, because he's such a good shooter, but the dude's already like twenty three. So not really an X factor. But he should be able to help them and add to their depth. Like if something happens, like if you package a couple of those guys for like one really good player which you can do um or like draft picks you know he can he can come in and provide some good shooting and give you like 16 to 20 good minutes a game so for the over under 33 and a half oof it's very tough it's very tough i'm going to say over I'm going to say over. I think they're probably a 38 to 40 win team just because Beal's really fucking good. And I think Dinwiddie is a little underrated, especially if he's healthy. Like the dude, when he has the ball in his hand, he's really good. He can get to the rim. He he's, he's His first step is really fucking quick. That's why he gets to the line like seven, eight, nine times a game. He just can't shoot. Like that's one of his biggest problems. Uh, he's a good playmaker, like solid playmaker. And I don't think he's a good defender, but he tries. So, you know, I think he's going to be able to help. Uh, Beal's going to be helping. I think the depth is uh, really going to be an issue for other teams because you're just bringing like eight, nine, ten good guys. You you always have good players on the court. So I think I would go the over on that. I think they're probably a. 37 38 win team something like that so i would go over on the 33 and a half who else is in i know who else is in that division that's when i'm just trying to figure out who i should go for next trying to figure that out now let's go for the atlanta hawks the hawks surprised everyone this year you know the the interesting thing with the hawks is so they're Top, uh, they're eighth in offense, twenty first in defense, but that defensive rating is fake. They are not the twenty first best defense in the league. They are probably a top, I would say, eleven, twelve defense in the league. My only thing is, you are a top ten ish defense in the league, but I don't think, like, how much are you going to be trying in the regular season on defense? Because it just takes so much effort to cover up for Trey. And Bogdan, like Bogdan, Bogdan's probably Bogdan's solid, but it just takes so much effort to cover up for Trey 
and like the other liabilities you have, like Galinari and Lou, that, and even Bogdan to an extent, because Bogdan, like I said, he's solid, but he's not like a good defender. So it just takes so much effort. So like, are you going to have that effort every single night? Or are you comfortable being a top six, seven, you know, eight offense and being like the 15, 16 defense that can turn it up in the playoffs? So that's going to be interesting for them. Um, who did they lose? They let's see. Tony Snell. Tony Snell. How much did Tony Snell even play for them? Here he played forty three games, so not a lot. Forty seven games. My bad. Uh, Tony Snell just like never misses a shot anymore. Like he's just become an elite shooter. I remember when he was with the Bulls, I thought he was going to be because Jimmy Butler had just come on, and I was like, oh okay. So Jimmy Butler's just come on. They, I think they got rid of Dang, and then we saw Tony Snell starting to get some minutes. And I was like, oh, they, they got another guy. They got another Jimmy Butler. Didn't really pan out like that. Um, he, he's, he's carved out, like, a pretty solid career for himself, though. Like, he's become a pretty, he's become a great shooter. And let me look at the Bulls here. It's, yeah, he, shot, he actually shot pretty well with the Bulls as well. He just doesn't do anything. Like he just he just sprays the floor up, but he doesn't rebound. He's not a passer. He's not really a particularly good defender. He's okay, but he's not a good defender either. Uh, Chris Dunn's gone, but he barely even played for them. I think Nathan Knight's gone. I I, I liked some. I like I liked him a little bit. Um, what else? And that's it. I think. I think. Did they add anyone new? I'm trying to think. Like. Oh, I, oh, they got DeLon Wright and Gorgi Dang. Gorgi Dang's going to be a fine pickup because I think he's a I think he's a pretty good player, like a good backup center. And he can shoot threes now. He can block shots. And Okongwu is going to be out. And Okongwu is like, you know, I'm a, I might be um, owning a couple of Okongwu stocks. I'm a big fan of his because I'm, I said it for a while because Okongwu, when I watched him, I was like, you know, at some point they're going to have to make a decision with who do we like more, Okongwu or Capella? And they paid Capella. I think they gave him an extension for like two, three more years. So maybe they're like, hey, you know what? Let's keep bringing Okongwu off the bench. And then two, three years, we can, you know, pick between them. We'll, we'll worry about that later. Because I think Okongwu is really good. He, he showed some strength against Embiid that I wasn't, I wasn't, I, was, I didn't think he would have. And, you know, he's got some good mobility. He can block shots. So I was I was very I was very impressed with him last year. Uh, I'm just trying to think who else they added. Delon Wright was a good pickup because you know he can play one or two or some three in like small lineups where the other team doesn't have power like small forwards out there. So I think he and he's essentially replacing those Chris Dunn minutes that you never got anyways. Um, and if you look at their team like. DeAndre Hunter only played 23 games last year. So Solomon Hill had to be playing 71 games, 20 minutes a game. Like, that's insane. Uh, Cam Reddish missed almost 50 games. He's going to be back. I don't think Cam Reddish is very good, but he's he's a good defender. But, like, I don't think he's very good outside of that. Um, what else? Uh, Gallinari's getting older. Lou Will's going to be 35. Uh, so I just wonder how much how many minutes those guys are going to be getting 
especially with Hunter and Reddish back, how how many minutes is Gallinari really going to be getting? Is he going to be getting the 24 minutes he normally gets? Or is he going to be down to like 18 minutes now and you're going to have to find a trade for him? Um, what else? I, I like this team, though. I really like Trey. I've always liked Trey. Uh, Kevin Herter, I like. Kevin Herter played a lot of fucking minutes. He played 69 games. And he was averaging 31 minutes a game because of the because of so many injuries. You know, because DeAndre Hunter was injured, Cam Reddish was injured, Bogdan was injured, so he was getting a lot of minutes. He's a he's a he's a good player. I like I like Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter was one of the reasons where when they got Bogdan, I was like, why are you guys even doing that? Like Kevin Herter's right there. You don't have to pay 72 million to him right now, anyways. And um, you know, he was one of the he was one of the reasons where I was like. Did you really need to go after Bogdan? So, I like I like Kevin Herter. I like Capella there. I like I like their team a lot. My only thing with the with that team is, I feel like John Collins doesn't fit there, and I think you can probably find a better fit by trading him for something else because John Collins is a good player, but when you have Capella in there, you can't do the things that makes John Collins really good. And John Collins ends up being a like spot up shooter mostly, and you know he in the playoffs he showed that hey I'm a team player I can just spot up I can do the little things but the thing is we can pay someone else a lot less money to do those things and that can just do it as good as you can, but we're paying you because you can kind of do those things but you're also like super talented on offense but with Capella there we can't see that offense so why are we paying you all this money and if you look at his numbers so in the in the regular season per 36 he averaged 22 points per game 22 points per game in the in the playoffs it was down to 15 and a half so you know what is that four and a half plus two so six and a half so six and a half point different, and you know he did he did the, he did the other things like he I thought he played solid defense, I thought he rebounded the ball well, and he did what was asked of him. It's just, you know, we're not we're not paying you to just you know rebound spot up, we're paying you to give us twenty points a night, and that twenty points would have helped a lot against the Bucks, but we just couldn't rely on that. Well, they just couldn't rely on that. Um, so I think I, if I were them, I would trade. I would trade him for someone that fits better, like a more perimeter-oriented guy, like a like a like a wing, probably. Um, so yeah, uh, just just for their over under, what is what is their over under? I forgot completely. I don't even think I mentioned it actually. The Atlanta Hawks forty-seven wins. Oof. So this team just made the conference finals. They beat the number one seed. And 47 wins is their over-under. They also took the champions to six games. And, you know, you can talk about, oh, Giannis was in there. They were getting their ass kicked in that last game that Giannis was playing. So I don't really have much to say about that. Um, So I'm going to say over on this. I think they're probably a 50-51 win team. And a very dangerous team. Because, I like I said, I think in the regular season, they're not going to play 
you you just can't play that hard on defense to cover for Trey every night. But in the playoffs, you know, you get the day off and you get time to prepare. And I think then they're going to play like a top 10-ish defense. So I'm going to say over on that, their X factor, it should be Cam Reddish, but I'm just not expecting Cam Reddish to become something. I'm just not expecting Cam Reddish to now all of a sudden be a, you know, 35% three-point shooter, finally just now be efficient. I'm just not expecting that. That's too much of a jump. So I'm going to go with their X factor being if DeAndre, what DeAndre Hunter did last regular season when he did play, can he do that for a whole season? Can he do that for a whole season? Because... You know, he he improved from, like, first year to second year by a ton. By a ton. It was, was like, very impressive. Because if you look at all his numbers, they almost, like, doubled. So, well, like, advanced numbers-wise. So, points per game per 36. He went from 14 points to 18 points. He went from the free throw line. He was shooting 76% last year, 86% this year. Shot worse from three, but like small sample size. From two point percentage, last year he shot forty five percent. This year fifty eight percent. Um, and defensively he was very good. He's a good defensive player. You look at his true shooting: fifty two percent last year, sixty percent this year. Um, you know, win share is way above. Win share is a bad stuff, so I'm not even going to mention that. Is uh you know offensive uh, box plus minus? It was a negative last year. It was a positive this year. Uh, his box plus minus was a positive this year. Well, when it was a big negative last year. And if you look at his shot chart, so he he took almost the same amount of shots from everywhere. Like at the rim, he took the same amount of shots. But last year, he finished 59%. This year, 66%. Last year, he took 13% of his shots from in the paint, but not at the rim. This year, 13% as well. But last year, he only made 30%. This year he made 56%. What the fuck? Last year from mid-range he shot around, you know, 40%. This year he shot around 52%. So, you know, he 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 improved his game by a ton. And if he can do that for a whole regular season, that's going to be huge for them. So I'm going to say he's their X factor. Like, if he could do what he did when he played last year, but just shoot it a little bit better, like 35 36%, you know, their ceiling is going to be very high, like 54, 55 wins even. Uh, but I would go the over on the 47 wins. I think they're I think they're better than 47 wins. After that, we have the Orlando Magic. What is their over under? 22 and a half, damn. They don't believe in the Magic at all. They won 21 games last year, so I don't understand why 22 and a half would be... Oh, I guess they did have... Vucevic and Fournier and Gordon for half of them at least. Uh, who's going to be there from last year? So Terrence Ross is going to be there. Cole Anthony's going to be there. Markel's going to be there. Wendell's going to be there. Wagner's going to be there. Michael Carter-Williams going to be there. Chume, who I really like, is going to be there. RJ Hampton's going to be there. Gary Harris is going to be there. Uh, Ke- oh, Ken Burch is gone. Um, who else? And then they drafted Jalen Suggs. And Jonathan Isaac's going to be there. Hopefully. We don't know. John, Jonathan Isaac at this point is just a myth. He really doesn't exist. But they were 29th in offense, 26th in defense. 
And, you know, they added Jalen Suggs. That, I think he was the fifth overall pick. They have a lot of guards. And it's a lot of guards where you just don't know which ones to invest in. Are you going to invest in Cole Anthony? Are you going to invest in Markel, who you already paid? Are you going to go for, you know, Jalen Suggs or RJ Hampton? Um, you know, who's going to be getting the, the most of the touches? Um, so that, that's what I'm looking forward to for this team. Aside from that, like Jalen Suggs, I'm excited for him. I'm always excited for Jonathan Isaac, honestly. Like, yeah, he might be a fucking dumbass on, like, the vaccine and stuff. But, you know, as a player, I'm I'm a big fan of his. I think defensively, he's, you know, depoy caliber. I think he's that good. Um, you know, he blocks shots. He's a good perimeter defender. He can play, you know, the four or the five. Switch one through five. So, you know, he's very impressive offensively. I mean, defensively. Uh their la- last year, though, Chume was the one that really impressed me. You know, he was one of the... He was like the, you know, Corey K- Kispert, where he's he's he was already like 22 or 23 when he got there. And then if you look at him when he started getting real minutes, he was really fucking good. He was really good. So ju- I'm just looking at like when he... Um, real, real minutes. So let's go his last... 18 games. He averaged 13 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.5 and, um, and steals, almost a block a game, barely turned it over. He shot 45%, 35%, 81%. And he's doing that in 30 minutes per game. So you can just, you know, add a tick to all those numbers anyways. Like, he was, he was really good. And I think if he's your small forward, you got Isaac at the 4. Uh, you got Wendell. Mobamba looks pretty good. Um... I think you have I think you have a pretty good like starting lineup with whoever your two guards are going to be. I imagine it's going to be that's I I'm not I'm not going to take any guess. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm not going to take any guess for any of their guards on who it's going to be. Um but 22 and a half, I'm going to say the over on that. I think defensively they're going to be better and offensively they're going to be better as well. I think they're probably going to be top 20 like Offensively, I don't know if they're gonna be better. They're probably a top, they're probably gonna be around what they were, but I just think defensively they're gonna improve a lot. Like they're probably like fifteenth on defense this year. That's what I, that's what that's what my guess would be. And I would probably see them as like a 27, 28 win team rather than twenty two wins. So I have the over on that as well. Their X factor, Jonathan Isaac. Like uh like the rookies with like Suggs, like it's just too it's just too early to say anything about them as like X factors really. But Isaac's a guy where he can just change your defense himself. You like he he's an defensive anchor. So if you have him, he's healthy, he's the guy we think he is. He can turn your defense up by like, you know, a couple levels really. Alright, so next team uh is the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat went forty and thirty two, eighteenth in offense. After being seventh the year before, and they were seventh in offense, I mean defense this year. So defensively, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam, um, you know, they, they they had a good infrastructure there. Um, Iguodala was still pretty good defensively. And who did they lose? None is gone. Ariza is gone. Olenek was already gone, so that doesn't count. Drogic is gone. Iguodala is gone. 
And those are the ones that really just matter. So, like, you lost four, like, pretty decent players right there. Yeah, four pretty decent, like, none is a good player. Drogic is a good player. Iguodala, you could take it or leave it. Ariza, you could take it or leave it. So, you only lost, like, two actual pieces. But you're replacing none and Drogic with Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is a still really good fucking player. Like, Kyle Lowry is still a winner. Like, Kyle Lowry... Can still make threes. He can still play make. He can get to the rim, finish, and he's a good defender. So you, like, you upgraded there. Uh, Jimmy Butler had like a career year last year, and just no one noticed at all. Like no one noticed. No one noticed his last yeah career year. He had a sixty-one percent true shooting. His uh, you know Winchers. Oh fuck! I mentioned Winchers again. Winchers are a bad stat. It's the first that that comes out. That really pisses me off. You know, his box plus minus was the highest of his career. Offensive box plus minus, the highest of his career. Defensive box plus minus, highest of his career. So, like, he was really good. My only thing with Jimmy is, like, when he was shooting threes, with, what like, um, I'm trying to... When did he actually start shooting them for real? Because he, he had never actually really shot them for real. But he would take, like, two, three, four threes a game. He was making 35% of them. And now he just doesn't even take them. I like that's that's something I just don't understand. How you completely abandon that from your game. You know, from what I've heard, it's just he had a wrist injury when he was with um uh the 76ers, and since then, like he just hasn't recovered properly, so he just doesn't even take them. But the thing with that is you're still taking a lot of mid-range jumpers, and you're not very good at them. So like, why don't you turn those mid-range jumpers into threes if you are still gonna be taking jump shots? But this year, you know, he, he finished career best from two-point range. He made 54% of them, finished incredibly well at the rim. Um, pretty good inside the paint as well. So, you know, Jimmy Butler is a good player. He gets to the line seven, eight, nine, ten times a game. And playmaking-wise, seven, tur- seven assists per game, only two turnovers. That's really impressive. He was rebounding the ball, gets offensive rebounds, steals. I believe he made all defense this year. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for him low key just because he he should already have a Hall of Fame career, but he missed out on the All Star appearance this year because he was injured, and he missed out it when uh, the Minnesota Philadelphia thing happened. So that's two All Star games that he's missing. So right now he's at five All Star games, four All NBA, five All Defense. If he has two three more years like the one he just had, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer anyways. But if if it if it said seven time All Star, four time All NBA, five time All Defense, like he's probably already a Hall of Famer. So, anyway, I'm talking about Jimmy way too much. Uh, Bam, he improved last year. His free throw percentage went way up by ten percent. Um, you know, he started shooting more mid range jumpers, but when we got to the playoffs, he like felt scared to take them. I don't know why he felt scared to take them. Because if you look at it, in the regular season, he took 12% of his shots from 16 feet to three-point line. In the playoffs, when they were daring him to shoot it, he only took them like 3% of the time, and he made zero of them. He made zero. And at the rim, he couldn't get anything going. You know, and in the regular season, he finished 80% at the rim. In the playoffs, 50%. So, like, Brooke Lopez was just stifling him. He was, make, he was like, you take all the jumpers you want but I'm going to stand in the paint because I'm not going to allow you to get to the paint. 
and bam, fold it. He just didn't take the mid-range jumpers. So this year, I'm ex- I want him to shoot those with more confidence and even expand to like the three-point line because you've turned into a good shooter now. You're shooting 80% at the line. You're making your mid-range jumpers. Expand it to the three now. Uh, they got Duncan Robinson back on a contract. Tyler Hero still there after like a pretty solid year, but like it wasn't what people expect. People expect him to become like a twenty point scorer now. So he didn't do that, but you know, he's still very young. Uh all that deep was like I know he's I know he's injured, so I'm just wondering, is he even gonna be playing this year? That's what I'm wondering about. So they, they added Lowry and PJ Tucker, pretty good pickups. They got Marquise Morris. Like I said, Marquise Morris cannot shoot. So I just don't like I just don't like that part of it. And PJ Tucker cannot shoot anymore either. Um so I, I wor I worry about their spacing a lot. Cause you got Lowry and Duncan, good shooters. Jimmy does not shoot, Bam does not shoot threes, PJ Tucker is a bad shooter. So I worry about their I worry about just their shooting. And if you look at their bench, like it's not a great bench. You got Tyler Hero off the bench, pretty good. Oladipo, I don't even know if he's playing this year, so I have no idea what to say about that. Markeith Morris, he's fine as like an eighth, ninth man, but he can't shoot, like I said, so he's not providing you spacing. Deadman solid as a backup center. After that, you got Max Strauss out there. You got who? Gabe Vincent out there. Like, do you trust these guys? I don't know if I trust them. So, I wa- like, they're going to be a team that has to get some players that can really contribute off the bench because I just don't see it with their bench aside from Hero. Like, I just don't see it. Their X factor, I think, is going to be Hero because, you know, he had a he had an okay year last year, but it wasn't what people expected, so it felt like a disappointment. But I expect, like, sometimes that happens. Like, if you look at Jason Tatum from year one to year two, the same thing happened. Like, he had a great year. He was great in the playoffs. And then next year, people expected too much. And when he didn't live up to that, they were like, oh, he's a disappointment. He's this and he's that. And then third year, he, he was an all-star. I'm not saying Tyler Hero is going to do that. But, like, I expect a big year from him. I expect him to be pretty good. And if he can take a step up from what he's been these last two years, which has been solid. Like, if he's just what he is the last two years, that's a solid six man. But if he can take a step up from that, like improve in like different areas, like become a better playmaker or shoot better from three, you know, start getting to the line a little bit more, then I think like now you have a really good roster. The the funny the the thing with this team is if Jimmy Butler was like a because Jimmy Butler is a two three, if he was a three four, now now that solves so many of their problems. Because then you can play Jimmy at the four, and you can go Lowry, Hero, Robinson, uh, Jimmy. Because Peter Tucker doesn't spread the floor. Now you can go, now you have a lot of spacing, and you have still like defense with Lowry, uh, Jimmy, and Bam. So that would have been interesting. I think, I think Oladipo can be a pretty good X factor for them because he can kind of shoot when he's healthy. He's a good defender, he can handle the ball. So he would be a pretty good X factor too. Like when you can't play Hero or Duncan Robinson, he could be like a great option for them. And if you throw a lineup of like 
Lowry, Oladipo, uh, Jimmy, PJ, Bam. Like, that's disgusting defensively. So, what's their over? I didn't even look at their over. 48 wins. Ooh. 48 wins. Can they get to 50 wins? I think they're probably a four I think they're probably a 48 50 win team. So I'm just going to avoid that completely. I'm not even going to touch that one. Because I think they're exactly a 48 50 win team because I just don't like their bench at all and I doubt they're going to be playing their main guys like 36 minutes a night. So I'm going to I'm just going to say I'm going to say I'm going to stay away from that. I'm not even going to touch that. The last team is the Charlotte Hornets at 38 and a half wins. What did they do last year? Last year they won 33 games. They were 22nd in offense, 18th in defense. Who missed a lot? Gordon Hayward missed 25-ish, 27 games. LaMelo missed 20 games. Malik Monk missed 40 games. I know he's gone, but like I'm just giving like context on a lot of people missed games for them. Uh Devontae Graham missed almost 20 games. So, you know, it was some injuries. Not like a lot though. Like it's not like someone missed a whole season or anything. Miles Bridges for them last year took a huge step as a shooter. Because he ascent like his first two years in the league, he shot I'm just I'm doing the average for both the years. He shot 44% from the field, 33% from three, 79% at the line. And this last year, he shot 50% from the field, 40% from three, 87% at the line. So he was damn near 50, 40, 90. So he took a big step up. I like him as a player. I think he's got good potential as a two-way player. You know, per 36, he averaged 16, 7, 3, steal, and a block a game. Um... So I think they're going to be... I think they're a fun team. They added Kelly Oubre. Uh, they got James Booknight. Um, who did they lose? Cody Zeller's gone, but they got Mason Plumlee. I think that's like... Mason Plumlee's better than Cody Zeller. Mason Plumlee's like an actual starting center. Not a great one, but like an actual starting center. They lost Devontae Graham. Uh, that was a pretty big loss. That was a pretty big loss. They lost Malik Monk. Pretty big loss. But they added Kelly Oubre. Pretty good defender. And I, th- I think Kelly Uber is a fine player. I just don't think he's very... I don't think he's a good player. I think he's fine. They added Ish Smith. Okay backup point guard. Like, just okay. Um, they got James Booknight, like I said. And hopefully... What they're hoping for, I imagine, is Hayward can stay healthy. And LaMelo can stay healthy. And we can just stay healthy. Their starting lineup, I imagine, is going to be LaMelo, Terry, Gordon Hayward... They went with P.J. Washington mostly, even though I think Miles Bridges is probably a better player. Like, P.J. Washington's a fine player himself, like a pretty good two-way player. He can make threes. He's pretty athletic himself. Um, I just think Miles Bridges is a little better player, but whatever. That's not really anything. Um, my, my thing with uh, P.J. is he just doesn't finish well at the rim, and he's not... Like, he takes too many bad shots. So, he takes a lot of shots in the paint, and he's never been good at those. So, last two years now, he's taken a quarter of his shots in the paint, but not at the rim. And he's making 36% of them. That's just bad. 
Like you should not be taking that many of them. I'm not saying don't take any of them, but you can't be taking that many of them. You got to take that 25% and turn it into like 10%. So I imagine it's going to be LaMelo, Terry, Gordon, PJ, Mason. And I imagine we're going to see a lot of PJ at the five. And then, you know, that same group, but instead of Mason, you got Miles in there. I imagine we're going to see a lot of that. Uh, another thing with the Hornets is James Borrego, James Borrego is an actual good coach. And he's, he's the type of coach that would will his team to a couple more wins than they should get. So the X factor for this team is just what kind of player is LaMelo going to be next year? Is he going to, like we just talked about Tyler Hero and Jason Tatum. Like, Tyler Hero, after that first, after that rookie and the playoffs, and everyone's like, you know, they got their third guy. They got their third guy. It's going to be Jimmy, Hero, bam. They're going to be running the East. And it's like, oh, let's, let's all just calm down a little bit. And, you know, he Tyler essentially remained the exact same player. You know, he shot a little bit worse from three, but he was essentially the same player. And if LaMelo's just the same player, that's still a pretty good player. But I think people are going to see that as like a disappointment. So I think what's going to matter for this upcoming season is, is LaMelo going to be like Hero and Tatum where, you know, year two, they remain almost the same player and they don't take that massive jump? Or is he going to take that massive jump and become like a 20-point scorer instead of uh, 15 a night? So, uh, yeah. What did he have? Yeah, 16 a night. He averaged 16, 6, and 6. So is he going to go from that to 20 points a night? 8, 9 assists a night? So that that's what you, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, well, I'm looking forward to it. And it's also what's going to you know, make or break their season. The other thing is they lost some shooting with Malik Monk. Like some pretty important shooting with uh, Malik Monk and Devontae Graham. Like Malik Monk and Devontae Graham took almost, what is that, 14 through the game. Devontae made them at 38%, Malik at 40%. And, you know, if you look at their numbers, Terry can shoot, Gordon can shoot, PJ can shoot, Bridges can shoot. But after that, Oubre cannot shoot, Ishmith cannot shoot, uh, Jalen McDaniels cannot shoot. So who else is going to be shooting for them? LaMelo can kind of shoot, you know, it was league average. So I wonder, like, are the attempts going to go down? Who's going to be taking these attempts? What's their go- What's their percentage going to be from three? So I wonder about that as well. Um, but 38 and a half is a lot, honestly. Like, when I look at that roster, I'm just like, they're okay. They're okay. Like, I could see them finishing 42 and 40. Or I could f- see them finishing, like, 36 and whatever the fuck it is. 46, I guess. So I could see it either way. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, 38 and a half. I would say they're probably like probably right around there. Like a 39, 40 win team. That's probably exactly what they are. Fucking Vegas. Nailed it again. Um, fuck. I'm going to say no. I think they're probably 38 wins. I think they're probably 38 or 39 wins. I don't think I don't think I would go the over or the under on that honestly. Like I I just I would avoid it entirely.
Ooh, so yeah, that was the Southeast Division. Uh, did I want to talk about anything else? I did want to talk about one thing that I keep hearing, and I, I, it's something that keeps bothering me, and I hear it so often. And whenever I hear it, I just want to, you know, blow my brains out on thing. And it's about cancel culture and like, oh, you know, comedy is in like a terrible place. You know, everyone's so sensitive and all that. I'm like, comedy is in a great place. I I laugh now more than I ever did in like 2012, 2013 on Twitter, like way more. You know, if you look at the 2012 and 2013 jokes, I guess our sense of humor wasn't very good at the time, good at the time, because a lot of the jokes were just, oh, you know, if she breathes, she's a hoe. She's, you know, if she does this, she's always like, and everyone was like, ha, ha, ha. But it wasn't really that funny. Um, well, not when you look back. It's really not that funny. The jokes now are way more complex and way funnier. And other than that, it's just, who's actually been canceled? You know, I keep hearing about Joe Rogan. Like, every every two weeks I hear about Joe Rogan is canceled. And then he's still got the number one podcast. So, like, no, he's not. You know, I keep hearing about PewDiePie is canceled. I was on YouTube the other day. This man has, like, 2 million views on a video that came out like 3 days ago. So clearly he's not cancelled. You know, I hear about one of the makeup people on YouTube. I'm forgetting their name right now. They're cancelled. And it's like, no, they're not. Who's actually been cancelled? Chris Brown is cancelled. Except that he keeps making music that everyone listens to. And he's featured on with every major artist. Like, he's not cancelled. R. Kelly did not get cancelled. He was assaulting women. That's not the same as cancelling someone. Like, it's just not the same. Bill Cosby did not get canceled. He did not get canceled. He was drugging women. That's not the same as being canceled. Um, so, like, I just want to know who are these people that are getting canceled. Dave Chappelle is canceled. He just released another uh, Netflix special. And by the way, I love Chappelle. I think, I think for the most part, his commentary has just been... I just think he's a little ignorant to it. But he, like, I, I still listen to Chappelle. I think he's the greatest comedian of all time. So, like, I'm not gonna, like, say anything about it, really. Like, I think he's wrong on some of the things he says. But that doesn't mean, I'm like, he's canceled. So, I just want to know who are, who are these people that are canceled. Is Louis C.K. canceled? Not really. He's, he, he's still doing shows. He just had to lay low for a little bit. He's still doing shows now. So, like, I just don't know celebrities that are canceled. I just don't know these people. So whenever I hear about, oh, you know, everyone's walking on eggshells. No, they're not. No one's walking on eggshells. People just say what the fuck they want to say. None of these people are getting canceled. Like, it's not real. So that, I don't know. Whenever I hear people talking about it, it just bothers me because no one's been canceled. I just, I just said it like a hundred times. Now. I said it a hundred times in four minutes. It just bothers me a lot. But yeah, I think that's all I had to talk about today. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Engineer right now. Uh. I can't get beside myself. Remain the person that I am, I can't disguise myself. If that little baby can cook, I might just try myself. I saw the God, they rate me out by myself. No ladies, I cook babies for my goddamn hell. I got my love to you and my 
sign ain't jail I flood you with on juice, now that water like fell I wish you never knew nothing about myself Cause you know I got that tool right beside my belt yeah. Bitch, I'm looking at you, I can't hide myself yeah. You know I got the right stacked up like a show I promise I won't stop until I find myself to the top and yes, I climb myself That poor nigga think he cool, I'ma honor myself I did a song with they love and I tried it myself And if she ever say yes, I'ma dive in myself If I walk in on it, don't stop in it, I'll back I just bought a meat rabbit, not a jack, not a rat I got rings, yes, six, no pack Staring at my jury, end up blind like a bat Like a pants halfway down, I got motherfucking crack Hey, I got motherfucking crack I might ride with my crips, they say motherfucking click Looking over my shoulder at all these ass like where they at Bleep, bleep, bleep I'm a player, I got tricks up my motherfucking sleeve Today I'm with Jay-Z like B I'll make it storm if one dollar land on me I'm a boss, I nut it on her forehead boss. If she ever stop, I need some more head boss. I be riding fast, get that slow head Cut down her woods, I got that Remain the person that I am, I can't disguise myself If that little baby can cook, I might just try myself I swear to God, they rape me out by myself No way these I could baby, so my goddamn hell I got my love of you and my son named Jeff I flood you with on juice, now that water life fell I wish you never do nothing about myself Cause you know I got that tool right beside my belt Bitch, I'm looking at you, I can't hide myself You know I got the right stacked up like a shell I won't stop until I find myself I got way to the top and yes, I climb myself That poor nigga think he cool, I'ma honor myself I did a song with they love and I tried it myself And if she ever say yes, I'ma dive in myself